You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 20. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. All the podcasts are special to me as I fall deeper in love with spiritual fasting. But as I record this one, It is Holy Week, and we are venturing into the most profound and holy week of the year where we literally walk with Christ as we relive His passion, death, and resurrection. It is this week where we celebrate the institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood. It is this week where we recall the failure of the disciples to watch and pray with Jesus as His hour comes to transform the world. It is during this week that Christ endures the utmost of suffering through his offering of body and blood to the Father in exchange for our salvation. This is my favorite week of Lent, where I allow myself to be swallowed up by the gift of his death for me. I always stop my life and take note of the fact that Jesus died just for me and for you too. What will I give him in return? But my whole life in mission. Or what about just a loving and thoughtful gaze at him in adoration. Can I watch and pray? This week is taken very seriously and with great gratitude and love. I have also learned to take this week personally. This is the week of salvation for the world. This is the week of meeting his gaze of love full on, where he makes me new year after year. I walk with him through the scriptures and podcasts and books that I love as Christ dies for me, knowing full well that he will also rise for me on Easter morning. In return for his death and suffering, I give him my pride and my shame, all those fails and denials that have happened throughout the year. And like Peter, his beloved disciple, the first Pope of our church, the rock that our faith is built upon, I also find myself going out and weeping bitterly over all these fails and denials. This is the Good Friday that I have come to know. But I weep not in despair, but in hope, just like Peter, knowing that I am forgiven and healing day by day, and that the resurrection is coming, and that's a fact. So I enter into this week like I enter into Lent, seriously and lovingly, begging God once again for the healing that only He can give. Healing not only for me, but for all those in my family, my friends, my neighborhood, all the friendship circles that I belong to, priests, nuns, and everyone in the world who needs my prayers, especially those closest to my heart. I have learned through spiritual fasting that it is only in my physical hunger for a spiritual purpose and the labor of breaking the daily habits that numb my heart to beat with his that I can actually see him clearly. His gaze of love is always towards me, but every Holy Week allows me to gaze more fully at Him, especially in the Eucharistic gaze during adoration. This is the place that I bring my hunger, my sacrifice, 
and every drop of suffering that I'm experiencing in my life. I bring it there every week of the year, not wasting a drop of that precious suffering, always offering it for someone or something that is needed to build the kingdom here on earth. So during this Holy Week, it is Peter who is the disciple that I identify with the most. I am most like Peter. And darn it, if I keep struggling to keep my gaze upon the gentle Jesus that I think I know so well, just like him. I am Peter because I can tend to so easily take my gaze off Jesus and fall into that tumultuous water of shame, fear, doubt, all the difficult emotions that I really don't want to face down in that water. But I'm falling less these days. Every Lent, I seem to fall less. It's because that gaze of love is healing me and I can feel it in my bones and in my heart, which is the organizing principle of my life. Healing has been described as intimacy or friendship with God, followed by discipleship, which is going out to spread the good news. During Holy Week, Peter was coming face to face with his weaknesses and his fear and his shame. He ran away when he needed God the most. He denied instead of confirming the Christ. And sometimes like Peter, we need to perform little cooperations in our conversion story to be fully healed. And he was doing just this, just little by little. He was becoming very aware of his weaknesses, conscious of what he was doing, you know, some of those things that were not right. And then coming to the realization that he needed saving and that he couldn't save himself. He needed God. This is the unfolding of a good Holy Week followed by deep healing. And I follow this road too. This is a piercing place of honesty, a place of humility where I come face to face with love himself. I realize here in this spiritual fasting place that I cannot hide from him. There is no secret eating, overeating, or even overdrinking that he cannot see. It's easy to try to hide these things from myself or others, but impossible to hide things from God. But we try. Just like Adam and Eve, who tried to hide their sins from God in the garden, they were so full of shame. And this is what we do day after day. We make it harder on ourselves than we even have to. We even make scratchy clothes out of fig leaves when the Lord really intends soft leather, even when we have sinned against him. He is always doing better for us than we do for ourselves. So it is Peter. He is the disciple that I resonate with during Holy Week the most. He is on the ultimate search for God, even as he walks beside the God-man himself. He makes me feel assured that one day I will be completely healed of my food addictions and all the pride and shame underneath that keep me running away from the gaze of God and to look to myself for the answers. Peter is a great model for all of us as we fight the good fight to stay in the gaze of Jesus Christ. Peter our priest, Peter, our first Pope. He's the one. During Holy Week, we celebrate the institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood on Holy Thursday. The disciples were made priests, the bread and wine transformed into the body and blood of Christ. He asked his disciples, his first priests, and us to eat and drink in memory of him who saves. And we do. We can do this every day if we'd like. We consume and adore that Jesus in the body and blood of Christ and thank him for this miracle that we can now partake of day after day. But we wouldn't be able to do this without our Catholic priests. I am always praying and fasting for priests, but this is the day 
Holy Thursday, that it hits home every single year. Our priests are such a gift and a miracle, really. Only God himself can give mission and wait patiently for his beloved one to say yes to the priesthood. He asked Peter three times after the resurrection if he loved him. Peter replied, yes, Lord, with the Lord continuing, feed my sheep. Three times he asked to heal Peter of the three denials before the cock crowed. Jesus keeps asking and Peter keeps answering. Jesus kept giving him his mission over and over again, confirming him and forgiving him even in the midst of his sins. That's what he does for all of us, but especially for his priests. Priests need our prayers and fasting. If Jesus promised to build his church on the rock of Peter, then the rock will need our support in so many ways. One really important way is to pray and fast for your priest and all the priests and religious who you know and love. I have been blessed to have two priests in our family. My uncle was a priest and my nephew is a priest. My uncle Andy was my mom's brother. And I remember him for very fast rosaries, which I loved as a kid. And he was kind and smiley and he loved scary movies. And he was a smoker. He smoked quite a bit. And I just can remember him. I can remember how he smelled. I can remember his smile. I can remember what he looked like and how funny he was. And he was always there for our family, for a family mass, a baptism, a wedding, you know, whatever the sacrament was. It is such a blessing to have priests in the family because it makes you very aware of their humanity. They are human beings who live for the glory of God, but are also good men in need of friendship and prayer and community. They are in deep need of praying over and fasting for because they bring us the most important thing on this earth, and that is the Eucharist, to consume and to adore. Of course, the evil one is after them. He's after all of us, but prayer and fasting cast them out, cast them straight to hell where they belong. Jesus and Mary, the mother of God, has shown us the way. They have shown us the way. They exhort us to pray and fast, and in doing so, We not only gain graces for our beloved priests who need us, but we gain graces for ourselves as well. We become better people. Our vices slowly melt away and our virtues, which are basically just healthy habits practiced over and over again, supplant them. So the virtues supplant the vices. So in my course, there's a video of the other priest in my family, a young priest, actually, my nephew, Father Jacob Meyer, and he's currently a Catholic chaplain in the United States Navy. In the video, he describes his journey to the priesthood, as well as his 200 pound weight loss through spiritual fasting after being ordained as one of the most godly experiences of his life. He describes his weight struggles as a painful experience, but one that he values as he saw the glory of God in it all. He describes his mission to the priesthood as a mission to help transform the lives of others through the working of the Holy Spirit. But then he realized that the Lord wanted to transform him too. At one point, when his weight tipped the scales at 400 pounds, he realized he was pouring his whole self into the people he was serving, but at the sacrifice of his health and well-being. It was then that he had to deal with his food problems that he describes as a sugar addiction. The substance that often has us all using food as the object of desire instead of God. You know, sugar, flour, and alcohol can kind of do that. They're addictive. So he goes on to talk about how he was a slave to food and to false desires, giving up his precious moments of freedom as a priest during the day or even during the evening that he had to himself. He was giving that all up to food 
At one point, his weight prohibited him from kneeling in front of the monstrance during adoration. And that was the turning point, as he describes. He was a slave to food instead of Christ. Well, that situation was about to change for the better. At that very time, many people and loved ones, many parishioners, including his own mother, who is my sister, were praying and fasting for him. His grandma, my own mom, who pulled everyone into virtue by every rosary bead, prayed through her beautiful fingers. She, of course, was also praying and fasting for him devoutly. So many prayers. Father Jacob is a hardworking and holy priest with a great sense of humor and quite easy to love. So I'm sure many prayers were resounding on the gates of heaven upon his behalf. And those prayers were answered. He ended up getting help. And he tells the story in the video in my course. The gaze was strong and remains strong for him to this day. This priest, Father Jacob, began his difficult five-year journey toward weight loss and bodily and spiritual fitness, what he calls food freedom by God's grace, losing 200 pounds and ultimately living out his dream of entering into the Navy last year in 2022. He is now what he describes as a much better instrument in God's hands. My uncle passed many years ago and Father Jacob is stationed overseas where he ministers to thousands of Catholic military who are in need of the sacraments. And I pray and fast deeply for both of these brave and devoted men. I do the same for my priests here in my diocese, Father Bill, Father Bob, Father Tega, Father Augustine, Father Dan. I could list so many more, all of them that I know and love. Priests are in need of our prayers and fasting. They sacrifice themselves for our spiritual well-being and are on the front lines of the spiritual battle for our souls and, frankly, for theirs. Our catechism states in paragraph 1565 that through the sacrament of holy orders, priests share in the universal dimensions of the mission that Christ entrusted to the apostles. The spiritual gift that they have received in ordination prepares them, not for a limited and restricted mission, but for the fullest in fact, the universal mission of salvation to the end of the earth, prepared in spirit to preach the gospel everywhere. That is an immense mission, my friends, that they have undertaken. And just like Peter, they are here to feed God's sheep. And in paragraph 1566, it states that it is the Eucharist assembly of the faithful, which we call the mass, that they exercise in a supreme degree their sacred office. There, acting in the person of Christ and proclaiming his mystery, they unite the offerings of the faithful to the sacrifice of Christ, their head. And in the sacrifice of the mass, they make present again and apply until the coming of the Lord, the unique sacrifice of the new Testament that namely of Christ offering himself once for all a spotless victim to the father from this unique sacrifice, their whole priestly ministry draws its strength. So it's Holy week and we celebrate that this goes on, that the priest makes present the Eucharist, that this sacred mystery that is the center of our Catholic faith is such a gift to us. The priest has no right to claim this office, but it is, but is called to it by God. Like every grace, this sacrament can be received only as an unmerited gift. So with all this being said, I encourage you to do two things. Number one, Start praying and fasting for the priests in your lives and all the priests everywhere. One way to do this is to use your Friday fast day for this intention. On Fridays throughout the year, abstain from meat like usual, delay sugar, flour, and alcohol to Sunday, 
for these men of God to have the divine courage to be holy and faithful to the church as they care for their flocks as representatives of Jesus Christ. Number two, while doing that, offer an hour a week or an extra hour a month of Eucharistic adoration for priestly intentions in front of the Lord in the most blessed sacrament. These two sacrifices will change the world for the better and help all the priests while increasing vocations around the world. Remember that priests are human, like Peter, like Father Jacob, like my uncle, Father Andy, and they are dealing with their own lives and troubles. Like Peter, they are trying hard to keep the gaze of love strong with Jesus. They are struggling with their own desires, wounds, and day-to-day battles while helping you with all of yours. Praying and fasting for each of them will support them and encourage them spiritually in ways that you will not see until you come face-to-face with the eternal high priest himself, Jesus Christ. As Father Samuel Mazzuccelli writes, by virtue of the cross alone must the priest apostle, with the lively faith of St. Peter, let down his net into the troubled sea of this life, certain that sooner or later the divine master will make him an instrument of salvation to many. And isn't that his mission? In our Delay and Pray program, we are dedicating Fridays to this intention as a community. Come join us and learn how to fast for the priests who you know and love and even those you don't. In this holy space, we will change the world together, all of us reaching spiritual and bodily health together for the good of the world. I'm going to end with a prayer. Divine Savior Jesus, thank you for the Eucharist and priests who are inflamed with the fire of your love seeking nothing but your greater glory and the salvation of our souls. Protect them, Lord, and cover them with your love. St. Peter, pray for us. Holy Mother of God, intercede for your priests and pray for us all. Amen. I hope you enjoy your Holy Week. And if it's not Holy Week when you're listening to this podcast, please pray and fast for priests anyway. We can do this all year round on Fridays. And I hope you found this podcast useful. If so, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting, especially for priests. My goal is to get our world back to the sacraments and you can help. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.